You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bellwether's podcast. And today we have Jason James with us. Jason James is my beloved big brother and also my mentor and a long friend who I've been known for uh, for the past seven years. And it's such a joy to have him on the podcast. He is the co-founder of Church Social Box. He's also a youth pastor at the same time. And also he has been working with collaborating with um, Just Believe Creative. So that's a lot of stuff that he's doing. But uh, trust me when I say he's one of the most creative people that I've ever met. On the, uh, met, And that is definitely true. So without further ado, uh, welcome, Jason. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It is an honor and it is an absolute pleasure to have you today. Thank you. Thank you, brother. It's it's a joy to be here. Yeah. And uh, so before we start off, you know, why, why don't you share, tell us a bit about yourself, you know, your story, definitely uh, your story and what you do. And, you know, I know I know it's like kind of a, a very short description that on short time frame, but, you know, but yeah, we'll, we'll just go really quick over it. Yeah. My name is Jason and I'm currently in Cochin, Kerala and uh, childhood has been great, <laughs> has been crazy as well. I have lost my parents or the, my parents left me when I was eight. I grew up with my grandparents and I was not so uh, uh, for God because I never believed in God till I was my in my 15 or 10th grade where I had a crazy miraculous encounter with Jesus that changed my life gave me a direction, sense of understanding, purpose to my life. Ever since then, life has been uh, good. Had to go through a lot of uh, hardships. I started working when I was uh, 16. I couldn't go for my studies, but later things started to change as God slowly unwrapped the gift. Then I studied in Bombay University. I completed my Bachelor's of Management Studies. I topped in the uni exams. And then I went ahead and studied theology in Singapore. Then I started working with a church here in Cochin for the last eight years called Exodus, being faithful, being consistent. And I think that is one of the greatest traits that taught me uh, never to quit, but always trust God and keep moving. Currently launching my own companies and doing things that God has called me, but it took a long years of labor and hard work. But I think today when I look back, I think I can connect the dots and it's, it's beautiful how God has God has made it possible. Yeah, that's all I can say. Oh, that's an amazing story. I think we will have a separate session probably in the future where we can <laughs> share your whole story because that is worth hearing it. And as far as I know, uh, yeah, your your life has impacted me a lot and has changed me a lot. And, you know, it's definitely, and I hope like while we are walking through the session, while we're talking about different stuff, I hope like every single person who listens to this also gets impacts their lives and, you know, they do understand the real change, what happens in people. So yeah, without further ado, like let's jump into the questions of well, one of the first things like I want to jump on is about consistency because you just mentioned that you are consistent in doing stuff with God. So here's the thing, like, uh, and you know, especially being in the creative industry, you know, being a professional in the creative industry where you're doing stuff on a day-to-day basis, you know, how does consistency and persistence define professionals in the creative industry? And how does that, and at the same time, but outside of the creative industry, how do you think that defines a person's character and a, a person's character? Well, I think I heard this term consistency when I was in uh, my Bible school in 2014, where an amazing teacher called Dr. A.R. Bernard, he came down to teach us and he said three things that defines a man, three things that defines a great leader and three things that every woman wants in a man. And he said uh, decisiveness, 
consistency and strength and uh, that really shook me and i'm like wow i'm hearing that word for the first time and then he started explaining each word and this word consistency really uh, touched my heart because i think everybody needs to be uh, consistent in whatever firms they are like we st- we grew up and especially coming from india we know how much importance we give to studies especially you know <laughs> over here you know go to study become that become this but i when i look back i am like we we wake up every day and we go to school and we've been continuing that for what 12 years regularly i think that that is the simplest definition of of consistency doing the same thing over and over again and to answer to your question uh, consistency and persistence or endurance in the field that you are in i think that really matters a lot because i've seen people especially in our generation who skipping stones like you know jumping from one to another and what you miss out when you do jumping from one to another is the things that you can learn being focused at one thing the bad things and i love what nick wajicic who said you know from a man without limbs i become a man without limits and i i did that by doing the same thing and understanding and accepting who i am and being regular at the same thing over and over again you know you wake up and you don't change you wake up every day you, your hands are not growing out your legs are not growing out and you seeing yourself the same thing you know every single day on the same in the mirror and that really touched me because i think consistency really defines and make you perfect in the same thing that you're doing uh, doing podcast you know if you look at if you listen to your first podcast you know and the way that you are doing right now simply shows how, what is the result of being consistent over these years and you know being persistent even in the midst of pandemic or even in the midst of you know your busy schedule you make a point to do that and that makes you perfect and that is helping a lot of people and knowingly and unknowingly the thing that i did for the last 8 9 years serving in a same place over and over again you know doing the same thing even sometimes you want to quit sometimes you want to just run away from the things that we are doing but being consistent or i want to rephrase it saying being faithful in the place that you are in you know being faithful in the field prepares you to be fruitful in the world so i think that is the definition for my life and it really matters a lot to professional or whatever creative industry maybe whatever industry that you are in it 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 really plays a important role yeah i think that's amazing well i want to add on like i just i think i heard this the other day from one of my friends who were saying this um it's about reading and con- reading reading consistently and i know you told me this one quote like you know leaders are readers you know that's like i heard it from, first from you but uh this one also is like adds more perspective to it because he was still telling me like every individual if you are especially if you are a leader you should read an hour a day and when you read for 1 hour a day that's 4% of the day so 4% so 1 hour is like 4% of 24 hours that you have so and if you re- if you continue this for, with 4% of the day every day 10 years down the lane you will be in a position far better than where your colleagues and your competitors would be right now that's like that that 1% that 4% of reading is going to put you way ahead of you in like 10 in, in 10 years and and that's like that's that's a power of consistency because i i feel like consistency is something very underrated especially in our generation we just overlook it and we just underlook it it's just like we think like okay that's too much we just don't need to do that but i feel like one of the consistency is like kind of like the compound interest that works you know the more uh it, you don't see 
a beneficial rate in like maybe in the first 10 years. But after the first 10 years is when it start really starts to pick up, pick up the pace and maybe 20 years or 30 years down the lane, you know, you might see a big change. And uh, one of uh, uh, there's, there was this book, I, I don't remember who's, who wrote the book, but it was an admiral in the US Army. And he's the name of the book is titled Make Your Bed. And it's a very ironic thing because and he uh, because most as leaders, we don't make our bets and making the bet is like the most important thing. And he also says this thing is, <laughs> yeah, I know he's actually showing me the bed right now. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I make it, I make my bed. That's what yeah, I show I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand. Yeah. So, but what this person was selling is like making your bed in the morning is actually a, an act of consistency because you have accomplished the first major task of the day, which is actually helping you to give the confidence and and the con- confidence to do the next thing over forward, like in job, in every every single thing that goes forward. So that's how powerful consistency is. And when, you know, I just wanted to add on while we're just like, you know, talking about consistency, because I feel that is a very powerful thing. And also it is a very crucial thing at the same time as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to jump on to my next question. So you have, um, so you're an artist. I know you you do this, like, you know, you 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 do definitely want to do stuff. You love hand, hand art, like original art artworks which are done by the hands and that's something that you are you uh, i know you have worked on some stuff and i have seen some of your works too um but how do you think like with that widespread availability of softwares in the millennium like uh you can replicate everything pretty much everything in a photoshop or illustrator and with the availability of such softwares how do you think the uh handouts or original artworks are being replaced with graphic designs and how what, what what's your take on that well i think um First of all, um, definitely, I love to call myself an artist because I love to think creatively, but uh, there are very, very limited things that I do with my hands, especially when it comes to drawing or painting, because I'm not an artist like that. But uh, my thinking is very uh, wired in a way that I think uh, a creative way. For example, if you give me a project, first thing that comes to my mind is how I delegate that creatively, you know, how I can distribute it creatively in a way that this goes in that pocket and that, that goes there and it automatically comes to me. And I understand maybe my, I am wired that way. Now answering to a question, I think no art can be replaced. Every art has a place in the world or a space in the world, because there is a, a definite crowd or a niche that follows that particular uh, set of art. You know, I know a person who only, you know, scribbles, you know, and, and, and he does that. And he's a millionaire right, right now. I forgot his name. He's there in YouTube. And uh, there's another person who just draws lines, you know, and, you know, by drawing lines and she is doing amazing, you know, she travels around the world to paint lines on the buildings. So, you know, there are creativity and art is, is, is it's crazy. It's, it's like an infinite loop. It never ends. Sometimes my brother sends me uh, videos of people who make art with stapler pins, you know, or nails on the walls. And, you know, when you go back, zoom out, it's, it's a picture. And I'm like, God, how end, unending is, is this creative avenue as such? So I think there is no replacement for any sort of art. No matter how much the technology grows up, it will only complement to the art, it will only make it simpler for us to understand and create art 
but art in itself i think it is irreplaceable when it comes to hand art or hand drawn art or a, a digital platform or a designing for me i love graphic designing on computers or on softwares i i check out all the latest common uh, apps or softwares that i can work easily you know so sometimes now i when i use my ipad or my phone you know people ask me you design on it i'm like yeah i design on this because i don't have time to go to photoshop at the moment so anything or anything that makes my work smooth or fluent or cohesive i i love to do that you know and i'm grateful for all the amazing developers who are making things easy for us so it never replaces but i think it always complements to the art that's what i feel oh wow well, yeah that definitely and absolutely i agree with that that's definitely true uh although we see the we we live in a digital era i feel like it's always good to go back to the basics where we have the handy works or we can actually enjoy like you know some a different type of creativity to be honest and also i'm jumping on to my next question you know uh why did you still first start in your profession you uh, you, you know you you were actually you were hustling at the side with uh with your creative creative works and your designing works so uh how were you like able to explore your passion as a side hustle with your profession and uh, and i definitely know there's like a ton of creatives out there today who are actually working their way out you know in a in a very competitive world but i definitely want to know like what 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 would be some of the things like you know when you started and you know you had definitely had the issue of hustling it's, it's too much work you know work 8 hours and uh, go back to designing stuff and how do you feel that was and how do you feel like you know what are some like takeaways that you can actually give to the generation who are actually coming up with designing stuff right now in for a matter of fact i'm still working and i'm still side hustling so <laughs> i i love the fact that i kind of those are my what do you call that my vacation you know the mini vacation every day is the place where i come back to a canvas which is empty and create something new i think seeing it like that rather than a work it really helps me and the other day while i was in my washroom can you believe that i call it the creative room <laughs> you know you brush or you just relax and you get a get a lot of ideas and i was thinking uh, i most of the times what happened in our generation at least to the people because i'm also a youth pastor i'm also a counselor i get to speak to hundreds of youngsters on a regular basis and what i understood uh, or talking to over and over and all these people all these wireless we often have a tendency to follow the money or follow uh, wealth or follow success so much that we end up you know failing over and over again i love what mahindra singh dhoni which was who was indian captain who said you know, people always focus on the results and forget to enjoy the process but i love to enjoy the process that's why the results that you see outside on the board and i like that i like that fact that we have to be people who uh, love to enjoy the process because for me uh, my passion uh is is definitely to do something in the creative industry make things creative help people communicate creatively that's my vision that's my passion and i figured in fact god has been telling me let passion drive you let passion comes first and everything else wealth should be a byproduct of you pursuing your passion I, i'll repeat that wealth or success should follow you because you are pursuing your passion and when you are pursuing your passion no matter you're working on a day you know full time job on a day to day basis but still when you come back to your room if you can spend that spare maybe one hour or two hour just like you said about reading in in doing your thing 
because designing i love to do that i love designing for people i love doing designs for myself i love to you know keep myself telling stories people who follow me on instagram i love telling stories through my cameras and i love spending time on that and for me thankfully i never felt it tiresome because some people tell me you know you take a picture and you are why you want to edit so much and then you put it out for just 24 hours it just goes off why do you want to spend so much of time and i always go back to the quote that said by bishop td jakes he said great people do small things excellently so i love that fact that you know we need to be people who are great think great you know do things great and inspire people and i see a lot of people follow that trial now coming back to your question i uh, you know working day uh, a day job with, uh, with the church every single day i finally realized i need to integrate creativity into my day to day work so that i can really uh, run the race with no tiring so what i did is i worked with the church and i took up the creative initiatives in the church i started uh, helping the churches with the social media i started you know helping people with you know helping the helping my church over here exodus uh, creatively communicate the gospel through design through videos through photography through social media and slowly slowly like 9 uh, years down the line now when i look back oh, the things that i'm going to yet to do uh, came out because i started integrating these small things that i like to do with my day to day work now people who are working an it job would be thinking ah i love creativity how can i integrate that into uh, you know my id job or my it profession i would say make it colorful you know how about look at your desk make it colorful if you come to my room at the moment you can see a lot of color uh, pins on my notice board you know whenever i see colors it just it just sparkles my ideas and make me think okay you know i can work it out maybe you're not able to rightly integrate like at the moment integrate your creative things into your work but you can actually keep these things around you that will make you creatively think because many a times people people get confused by creativity thinking you have to produce something a product should come out of your creativity uh, i think wrong you know i i don't think that's right because you can either make create you can be creative and bring a product out or you can uh, do a work by creatively thinking so creative thinking is a place where it it just it, it's just with your brain you you do things creatively you come to a solution you are a, a person who runs a boutique you know and look at all the marketing ideas that is running around it's all creative and you think creatively and make your brain a a, a creative room or a creative hub where you can just sit ideate you know creatively think and come out of uh, a problem with a beautiful solution may it be a direct solution or a, a small solution or a shortcut but it all came out of a result as a uh, because of creativity now i understand there are very uh, not everybody is as creative as another person but you are creative in your own way you are creative in the avenue that you are in so maybe small or big i think uh, everybody has a little bit of creativity inside of them because i believe everybody is created for a purpose created by a god who is elohim called the creative god he created this world out of nothing he created you out of nothing there's no other you look at yourself you are so creative because you are different than your brother or your friend or your neighbor 
looking at yourself, you understand you are created creatively by a creator God. Definitely his hands have touched you. His hands have made you. So there is a creative particle inside of you because you're created by a creative God. Realizing that and recognizing that in your, in your profession, in your work, man, that brings a lot of difference. That's what I feel. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's, that's something very, very true because I feel today creativity is a very generic term, honestly. Uh, we just like, we just made it just for creatives or people who actually work in the designing area or the production field and we call them creatives. And every time someone tells me that, I'll say, no, that's exact. that's so wrong. You could not be more wrong because uh, the same explanation that you said, you know, our God is Elohim and he's a creative. So and he's a master creative. So if he is, he has so much creativity and so much nature, the, the way that the colors are put up, the way that every single thing, every everything of nature has been given a color and identity i feel that's the same with people because he's definitely given that to each people each and every one of his sons and daughters so everybody of us are creative and in everything that we do we can just like make things more creative you know and i feel like creative leadership is also something that's been coming up very very uh, as a very very fast growing thing right now in the 21st century and if you look around like people need creative leadership people need people are done with the old school leadership process tomorrow and they're trying to fast track and make it more creative and make it more um more efficient right now and i feel like that's also that includes a huge ton of creativity and you know also i mean if you're if you're preaching or if you're talking you know you should you you you, you add creative elements to the things that you're saying so that the people are actually understanding that and you know the way that you tell stories creative storytellers that's also becoming a big time thing right now so right. i feel like creativity is like a word that's just been put down for designers or production time people or photographers but i feel like it should be put over everybody but i also exactly. want to ask con this question before we jump on to the next one totally off off the topic um about creatives getting paid you know definitely i know that's like a big can of worms i'm opening but i just want to just go over it real quick how do you feel like uh being underpaid right now i mean if you actually look over india or i feel like pretty much everywhere creatives are underpaid that's what i feel and you know what i mean and people who are listening to this people who are actually in the creative space are actually feeling that and what are some i mean and, and i definitely know at some point you felt like you were underpaid with a, a particular job or a gig and how how do you f- overcome that feeling how do you feel like how do you overcome that feeling of like hey i'm not worth it or my work is not worth it and you know you get that thoughts in your mind how do you overcome that and how do you just like work around it Whoa, that's a amazing question i think uh, every creative would face uh, 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 has a face like that or might have faced that um uh, he, at least once in their life or twice or maybe consistently I don't know but yeah I have uh, been there I've been there for me number one to answer to your question if I can break it down into three questions number one creatives must be paid that's uh, number one thing and because of course everybody who does work have to be paid that's definitely there unless they are volunteering themselves but uh, you know that is there number two is yes there are people who are being underpaid even a very price sensitive market like India, you know, we were very concerned with price and it is a very price sensitive market, but um, there is a level of sacrifice that comes to when it comes to uh, keeping yourself at a, you know, fixing or, or fixing your value for your work. Uh, comes with a sacrifice because everybody is not going to accept the price that you're going to quote, but that never devalues your work. 
And uh, to all the creatives who are listening to me at the moment, I would say, make sure that you value your work in a way that you think that is right. And if the client is not accepting that, move on, move on. Yes, we all need money, but you have to understand that keeping yourself Maybe starting starting small is okay, but if you are being underpaid regularly, that means you're not putting yourself in a in a state where you're not valuing your work as it should be. So make sure that you do. I love these people like Chris Do from the uh, you know if, if you know the Future uh, Company and Designing Company, and then there's another guy called Nick Goodner. He's a founder of the CITV Church, and these people say about you know keeping yourself valuing your work in a way that it has to be paid. So uh, to the people of being underpaid, I think unless you put your feet right and, you know, if you don't voice it out, you can be taken for granted. And I've been that I've been in that place where I've been taken for granted. So I started lately, I started quoting my price or calling the rates in a very stern factor, in a st very stern manner, because I know the amount of work that I goes inside people who might not be able to understand the amount of work that you put in to bring something out. They only see the product. They don't know the process only, you know, so you can price it on the process, not on the product. Look at the process, look at the amount of work and sweat and hard work and time that you spend on the process. And I think evaluating and breaking down the process, you will be able to finally price your product in a very appropriate manner and never be afraid to tell your price to the client that is asking uh, you. That's what I said in the beginning, there is a sacrifice. You might lose it you know, initially, but slowly you will build a confidence to understand. And there will be a point. There will be a point where people will appreciate your worth and understand it. And then will definitely appreciate it. And I want to add to the last question that he said, I love this uh, scripture in the in Ephesians two ten in the Passion Translation because we are speaking about passion. It says like this, and this is a quote for our company, and it says we have become God's poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny He has given to each one of us. And I love the first part. We have become His poetry. You know, poems are not easily understood by everybody who reads it, but by the poet who written it. And over the years, when people read it, you know, reading it again and again and again, people will be able to understand new insights and new meanings from that because you are a poem. I think everybody who's created on this planet Earth needs to be a poem. You know, people might not be understand what you are, what you're doing, but so much of insights, so much of passion, so much of purpose goes deep inside in each and every lines of your life. And that will speak to a tons of other millions of people, maybe like Krish Dhanam, who said in your podcast, you know, doing a long swing, you know, maybe 10 years down the line and people look at you like, oh, wow, <laughs> uh, that's a long night, you know, the overnight success. Yeah, that night took 10 years, but that's a long night. Yeah. But you did it faithfully and consistently and persistently. That's good. Yeah, definitely. 100% agree to that. Uh, but I also want to jump on like one of the answers that you, uh, I, I really love the answers. I want to jump onto that where you said, taking sacrifices and saying no's. And I feel like that's, <laughs> uh, I just want to add on a couple of stuff to that because 
Uh, I feel not just in the creative industry, but I, I think in every industry, it is important to say no. If you're if you're especially a business, if you especially an entrepreneur or a freelancer, you have to say no. Like you know, you might be. It's, I, I've had the situation where I had to code people like, hey, this is what it costs to build a platform, and they're like, okay, hey, you know what? We don't want that. That's too pricey, and uh, we try to lower the rates for them, but it never works out. You know, and, and eventually, what happens is like we lose the client. But honestly, I feel like I'm happy about that. Because because the value of the work that we are trying to put out has always a worth. And when you undermine the worth of the product that you're selling or the product that you're putting out, what happens is like the people try to undermine that as well. So the way, if you don't value your work, if you don't say that, okay, hey, you know what? This is actually 30,000 rupees worth of work or $30,000 worth of work. And then you 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 try to put it, you, you try to make it like 15,000 worth. The value of the product that you're selling is actually diminishing, uh, which actually is diminishing your reputation. And sometimes people might say, hey, you know, we don't want to go for it, but which is totally fine. But at the same time, I feel like it's also important to keep up with that standard that you set up as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as a business person or whatever product you might be selling, but not losing the value of it, not undermining that value is very, very important. And I just thought I should add that when you, when you said about telling those and sacrifices, because I feel like that's what a lot of people are actually thinking about as well. So I'm going to jump into the last question here about um, you being a creative director and you, know, you, you want to make creative projects and you know a lot of creative stuff. And uh, how do you think like being a creative director has impacted your personal life? You know, and how was like, do you, are, are there points where you actually try to implement the creative workspace ideas as a creative director in your personal life? Uh, how do you feel about that? I think uh, I think that question should be reversed because uh, because of my personality, I became a creative director because <laughs> I think creatively, I do things creatively and uh, understanding that, that I can do that in that aspect or that way made me to a place or brought me to a place of uh, creatively direct the projects that I am doing. Uh, maybe the social media handles of our church or, you know, the content meeting that I sit for or a, or a, a creative project discussion that I sit off. Uh, it, it's all comes out of the personality that I am in generally is because I love colors. I love, uh, you know, I love to think creatively. I like to, you know, do my to-dos even, you know, even today, you know, for the last many years, I've been continuously doing my to-dos on my to-do book, you know, with pen and paper, you know, not digital, though I have a lot of uh, opportunity to do it digital, but I try to keep it on the book and paper because I think that way I'm able to articulate more. I'm able to understand more. And that really triggers my brain to work that way. So answering to a question, it really helps me. I mean, it is, it, it complements both way, you know, being a creative director, in whatever aspect or whatever project that I'm working on. And it really reflects on my personality too, because every time I work on a new project, it helps me understand uh, a way that I've or a solution or come up with a solution or come up with a design or come up with a, uh, uh, a solution or a process a flow chart in the way that I've never done before. So that really complements to my personal life too. If at all, I face a problem in my daily life, you know, I can actually work it out and sort it out. And there are so many instances that I came across a lot of um, apps or softwares that really help me to work towards my project. And after the project is done, I take that app or uh, that task management app and I use it for my personal life, you know? So it really works for me. It, it really works for me because it complements both. But again, I repeat, 
I think I became, or the thing that I do creatively is because it was already in me, maybe down somewhere in life, I realized it and I started spending time on it. I started working on it towards it. And I got my first computer when I was what, in 10th grade or something. And, uh, you know, the initial software that I installed was Photoshop and we are, I, I didn't know nothing about it. But I, what I used to do is I try to make cricket posters, you know, with cricket uh, players because I love cricket. And we, I have a friend who's currently in Ireland and, you know, he's uh, working in a software and we together used to work and he sent me his work and, and there's, there was no internet. The internet was there, but it was very slow, you know, the dial-up connections. So we can't send email. So he takes in pen drive. He comes home. He shows me the design he does. And I show him the design that I do. Then what I used to do is, you know, I take one um, music video from internet, you know, go to the internet cafe, download it. And then comes to come to my computer, use movie maker, windows movie maker. And I put that video song and then I find a similar upbeat, same, you know, uh, that beats per minute song from the internet. And I try to put this song for that video and I cut it, cut it. And now finally I exported, it. it's a totally different video. Like it's a, you know, the motion is different. The song is different, <clears throat> but it matches so well. And I used to show this to all my friends and I was in my 10th grade <clears throat> used to show this to everybody. And currently when I look at Instagram, a lot of people are doing it right now. And I'm like, Ooh, so what I did in my past was not a mistake, you know, because I used to like enjoy it. I watch it and I laugh, you know, you take like, you know, Tamil movies or, you know, Bollywood movies and you take the dance and, you know, take the visuals. And then you add some English you know, music to it. And then you see it, they play the dance, the dance moves so much match to the beats of the English this song. So I used to love it. Why am I trying to say that? It is already in me. And I learned to enjoy the process when, from very young. I think doing all these things over the years, you know, learning by myself, you know, understanding things and, you know, doing things creatively over and over and over again, maybe small steps, uh, you know, small things, you know, I, I'm not a painter and I'm not an artist, but I love scribbling. I love writing. I love experimenting with my handwriting and all these kind of things. May it be small or big, but it all complemented me to become where I am at the moment. Now, when I do the things creatively for my uh, organization or for my company or for the people that, you know, works along with me, when they look at it, when they see, oh, there is a solution that has been creatively uh, communicated to them. It is a result of all these years of, you know, doing these small things and small steps and, you know, enjoying things and laughing a lot, enjoying and talking to a lot of people and reading a lot, working towards my skills you know, try to learn also being humble enough to learn new ideas. Oh, you designed that graphic. Can you teach me like how you do that? You know, even today, even today, you know, I, in my church where I work, I have a lot of graphic designers who are really excellent in what they do. And I, I, I have chats in my WhatsApp. I send them, please teach me how you created that brush. You know, I, I love to learn. And just like, uh, again, I quote what Krish Dhanam said, you know, we always are learners, you know, we, we need to keep learning. That's how you lead. You keep learning. So I, I love to learn and I love learning new things. And I have my, uh, I have my inspiration boards on Pinterest or Behance or, you know, I go around and I, I see people. I'm be humble enough to learn what others are doing. And slowly you will understand that you'll be able to ignite and spark the creativity that is inside you. And what you create is yours, you know, you know? and it may be, you might've been inspired by something else, but 
you know, try to come out with what, what is your signature in it, you know, make sure that somebody sees what your work and they're like, Oh, that's your work. Somebody listens to your podcast and they're like, Oh, it's Matthew's podcast. <laughs> you know, there is, there is a uniqueness in everything that we do. And I think that adding up all these things made me to do a creative direction in whatever project that I'm doing. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I feel like, you know, especially when you said what you used to do in 10th grade is what Instagram has copied and made as real. So, you know, basically, uh, but it's, it's oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, I think a lot of people, maybe <laughs> the founder of these reels might have been doing the same thing, you know, but you got the opportunity to make it into a reel. Uh, in fact, in reels, I see a lot of people do these kind of, you know, adding another song and, you know, doing, and it, it's so funny, you know, I love, and I love being, I love enjoying those content at the moment, but yeah, I mean, it's universal, you know, creativity is universal and God, yeah. like I said, God is a God of all and, and, and his creativity is reflecting in a lot of people. Same thing that you're doing might be ignited to another person totally on another side of the globe because we serve the same God. True. Yeah, Very true. Very true. Yeah. And I feel like that's true because that's how creativity spreads too. You know, it's, it's based on inspiration as well because of whether the content that we put outside, like as creators or as in what all feels like in digital or not digital or even in leadership or even the things that you do, the way that you do things and the, the things that you put outside actually is getting inspired by some people see that and they get inspired by it and they want to try out something very true because and that's that's how creativity works it's contagious creativity is contagious you know and yeah and that's definitely a lot of stuff that you said you know but yeah really uh, i feel like that's that's a lot of insights and you know pretty sure people want to listen to this episode two times because you know this this, this is like 30 minutes of a lot of content but yeah again yeah it definitely is you know and definitely i'm inspired and definitely people who listen to this would be as well and yeah definitely i think we have come to the end of our podcast and we are end of the session actually and yeah i think you know we've been trying to get you on the podcast for like almost a year and a <laughs> half now you know we, oh, we, 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 yes. yeah it's been so 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 long yeah but yeah I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do it you know and uh, finally got to do this so yeah thanks thank you thanks bro you know you, it was amazing having you here today and you know and i really hope that you know uh, what, what you're going to do in the what the plans that god has set for you these next few years is going to come out really good and you know you're going to inspire more creatives you know and i really hope that you do it on a on a very on a global level you know and Come on, i feel like that's happening already so you know yeah so amazing and so excited about you thank you man thank you so much for having me here and uh, a final word to everybody who's listening to me people who are still searching for what you are doing i want you to know keep looking you know don't stop keep looking what you are doing and always check out for your giftings you know whatever what, what you're good at because your calling is hidden in your gifting so make sure that you keep looking at it and keep working on it and uh find it out and eventually something new will birth out of you. So thank you so much. And you're doing yeah. what, and what you're doing is amazing. Keep doing bro. And I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, bro. And really appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That was Jason James, co-founder of Search Social Box and an amazing youth pastor and a creator as well. So make sure you guys go ahead and give him a follow on social media and check out some of the stuff that he does in the CRTV. It is amazing. And you know, definitely follow him. Do reach out to him if you want some creative works Then you know, you can use the code Matthews20 for a discount. So definitely he'll give you that. Uh, all <laughs> right, guys. Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening. Take care. And we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Bellwether's podcast. If you loved this episode, do not forget to share and subscribe. Also, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. 
Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.